You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, a producer, and I am happy to be here today. Liz, what's happening with you? Well, I'm happy to be here too, Leon. I am Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in uh, Bend, Oregon. In uh, you know, there is some aggressive tree trimming and stump grinding going on on my street today. So just just a warning in advance. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And a little known fact about me is summer is my favorite season. Okay. Wanted to share that with you all today, even the summer of 2020. Uh, And as always, I appreciate being with you, sisters, and with all of our listeners. Julie. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that. I brought you Julie morning. I'm like wide awake, Leon. Yep. Maybe that was the pep talk we needed today. And (laughs) listeners, uh, we have exciting news. It's happening. I finally got my act together. And the new Satellite Sisters newsletter will be debuting in August. And it's called pep talk yay we did it all right so excitingly and you've been beating yourself up about this for so long and you did it yeah i know guilt is over leon it's wonderful we're excited it's true it feels like a million pounds have been lifted off my shoulders because i have been saying for literally three years all right i'm going to start that newsletter i'm going to start that newsletter and so it's finally happening it's going to be a weekly newsletter it will come into your inbox on fridays maybe late thursday night we're going to be playing around with some times or friday morning and what it will be is sort of short and sweet we're going to have some podcast highlights we'll have our entertaining sisters recommendations for books tv film and more entertainment uh some additions to what you might hear on the podcast we're going to have some recipes. We'll do all the links we need to cooking with Liz and anything else that comes up. We're going to have other, what I'm calling tidbits. I mean, that's huge. We're going to have some more tidbits. <laughs> Woo! Everybody, we need tidbits, Leah, and everybody need t- needs tidbits in this time. And then Liz, everyone does need a little pep talk because, uh, yeah. so that will also come with it. Just a little bit of a pep talk. It's going to be easy to read easy to share and it's absolutely free and it's easy to sign up for. We have spread the links around everywhere you might want to uh, go at satellitesisters.com. You'll find a pop-up. It's not going to be too annoying. It's just going to be once a week, but if you don't see the pop-up, you can go to our contact page. There's a button to sign up for the newsletter. There's a button to sign up for the newsletter on the podcast page. It's at the Facebook group. It's at our Instagram account. So we're making it as easy as possible to sign up. And the first issue will be in your inboxes. I'm just saying in August. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big, long month, Leanne. We're going to ease on into it. Right. So in August. That's what will be happening. So we would love for you to sign up for Pep Talk. I am happy to report. I mean, we just put a, the the link up less than an hour ago, and we already have a hundred Pep Talkers. So that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, that's people good. need it. You are filling a need. You are filling a true need in the summer of 2020. All right. And speaking of that, later on in the show, we're going to tell you what we are doing in August because normally we do nothing, but that's not happening this August. <laughs> We somehow got talked into creating more stuff, and that'll be totally fine. <laughs> so we're going to give you a preview of that. Uh, Liz, you're going to you had some questions from the um, from the Facebook group about your outdoor movie theater, but you're here to yeah. fill us all in on that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Julie, I'm intrigued. Do you have a sticky situation you want some sticky, help with? Oh, I need some help. Uh, some, uh, something went wrong. I need to know which way to go with this. Yep. Okay. We also have Tuesday trends. You're on it, Julie. You got mm-hmm. some hot trends for us. I, I, have, do. Uh, I have an advice hodgepodge. That's coming up later on in the show. We gave some truly terrible advice to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> story earlier in our career and now we're gonna also give some you know mediocre advice to other people liz cooking with liz i was not able to tune in this week i had some stuff going on you made pesto how'd it go well you know julie did you watch what'd you think i did watch i thought it looked beautiful and she did it two ways Leanne, and it, it involved a, a, a large board that, that mom had given her so <laughs> oh it was very good yeah, that's a great board. Yes. Yeah, I have the yes. same board. Okay. But I do have a question for Liz, why she was talking in such a low voice. I think it's a neighbor issue she has going on. But I'm going to get to the bottom of that later in the show. And I then can't in explain that, Julie, because we had someone in the Facebook group ask about, like, noise regulations and HOAs and things. So I will have some opinions on that. Okay. Okay, good. And then we have an Olympic shout out and a list of Olympic movies. And in light of the fact that there are no Olympics this year, and boy, could we have used some, uh, were there, we have some Olympic movie recommendations. But first, I wanted to let everyone know one of the reasons I'm happy to be here, which is my theme for 2020. And some weeks it's been harder uh, than others to uphold. <laughs> to uphold that feeling um but last week believe it or not i had my one year colonoscopy after my colon cancer diagnosis and my colonoscopy was totally clear sisters i got that's, a clean woo-hoo. and clear result that's so, awesome, awesome. Uh, what a relief what a relief it's a huge relief i had had my first colonoscopy last august uh, i was mid-august i was so proud of myself i thought well i'm done i did it and then a week later i was diagnosed with colon cancer and i went through surgery in the fall and recovery so this and i've been seeing an oncologist ever since for cat scans and blood work and but this was my first time back to the gastroenterologist and the colonoscopy and you know i was fairly freaked out going into it it's just i felt good i knew i had done everything that the doctor told me to do uh but you never know. Cancer is right. very sneaky. So I had no guarantees that they weren't going to find more of it. And um, a couple of days before the colonoscopy, I just got into the, the zone like, well, you know what? If it's back, I've done everything I can do. So it's out of my hands. It's better I know. And we'll tackle it full on. So, uh, but the good news was that I went in. And as you know, as soon as I came out of the, um, the anesthesia, my gastroenterologist was there and it is wild when they show you all the pictures of the inside of your colon. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was clean and clear. He showed me where the surgery had been, where the reattachment had been. That looked good. So I got to see the surgery from the inside out and gave me, you know, currently a clean bill of health. So a huge relief. It's amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yep. Wow. So good. And you've inspired so many other people, Leanne, to go and get their colonoscopies. Don't be afraid. Just do it. And that's really good, too. That's what I would say. It's, you know, uh, one message is that I know a lot of people have, um, you know, punted on a lot of uh, routine health tests because of COVID. And it is understandable. But, you know, don't let that 
be the excuse that mm-hmm. stops you from getting what you really need to do. You know, it's yes. important to go. Timing is everything, whether it's a, you know, a mammogram or a colonoscopy. Remember that other stuff happens in, in your body besides COVID. So I am very happy to uh, report that and very grateful and happy to be here. And, and thank you everybody for the support. It's been huge. And uh, I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing. So that <laughs> that's the message. <laughs> here, here, Leanne. <laughs> it did occur to me though, because I've been so focused on this. Like I, I had nothing planned after July 22nd, because that was the date of the colonoscopy. I, I had no idea what the next month would hold in case I need to go back into treatment that like on the 24th, I was like, well, now what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I had pep talk time for a pep talk. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just do that newsletter because I can't go anywhere or do anything. So, uh, so anyway, but, uh, that's a, that's an okay problem to have these days. So happy to be okay. here. Okay. All right. Well, I have an announcement, Liam, not nearly as momentous as yours, but I've, I want to say my outdoor movie theater is open for business, sisters. Okay, and, uh, way to go. <laughs> I, I would say I have 95% of the kinks worked out of this whole operation. I will confess that I maybe have one power cord too many. In the end, there were some a few additional power cords that I bought, but what I really needed was a Roku streaming stick. Like I thought I had to connect it to my laptop and the this and the that. No, I just got one of those Roku sticks. You stick right in the back of the projector, and there you go. You're on your home Wi-Fi. You're looking at your normal Roku. So that was a breakthrough. So I premiered um, the whole operation. Uh, I premiered The Princess Bride. You know, I told you that's what I was going to do. I was going to start with The Princess Bride because I had never seen it. And it was in a special secret showing on Saturday night. It was just me and Hooper. And uh, as, (laughs) as I've been told for like 40 years or whatever it is, that is an adorable, charming, delightful movie. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, she can watch it a million times and it holds up. Yes, I right. can totally see that, Julie. I can totally see that. However, because you can't really watch your outdoor movie theater until it gets dark and it doesn't really get dark here until about quarter of nine in Oregon. I watched like for a little bit more than an hour. I had about 30 minutes to go and I was like, mm, I'd really like to be laying in bed about now, which is, and my bed is just the other side of the wall from where I was projecting the movie. So here is the beauty part about it all just being on Roku. I, like, I just turned it off outside, got up, came in, got ready for bed, got into bed and watched the last 30 minutes in my bed. <laughs> In my bed. Is so, this how you're going to be entertaining guests, Liz? This one, two, <laughs> the two stage approach of your theater? Okay. No, this, okay. So here's my actual plan. So the next night, I tested my actual summer screening format, which is not just the projector and the movie. It's like I'm going with a pack it in, pack it out situation. <laughs> So, so small groups of friends can bring their own food and beverages. We'll have a little social hour and then the screening will begin. But I would like to minimize, I would like to maximize social distancing and minimize everyone touching each other's dishes or glasses or coming into my kitchen or the point is we're going to stay very safe, but socialize. So that's what I tried with my friends on Sunday night. And that was a hit. Everyone just had their own food. 
uh, much socializing. My friends even brought a cooler with ice cream bars in it. So that was delightful. That was, that was a real touch of movie theater snackage. You know, when you mm-hmm. get, we got an ice cream bar right when the movie was starting. So, and then we watched, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. We watched The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, because I'd been thinking about it since Carl Reiner died a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, it actually turned out to be kind of a late night, just glamorous late night here in the <laughs> outdoor movie theater. So, uh, but it was also a hit. It was a hit. On a related note, Oh, wait. Oh, no. One thing I wanted to address directly, Melissa in the Facebook group did post a question about this. She asked, does this cause neighbor issues? Mm -hmm. And then notes, I used to serve on an HOA board and I get the sweats thinking about the possibilities of complaints. You know, are there volume issues or movie selection issues? So, Melissa, I cannot answer for your neighborhood. But here where I am, the movie selection issue is not a problem because I'm in my backyard, which is fully fenced. So, but I have seen on, you know, on the web a lot, people screening it on their garage doors. So it's actually sort of open to the public, which is very nice. So then I think you'd have to be very careful about your movie selection. I don't have that issue. It's very private back here. So that was good. But the audio issue... That's my that's my last bit of troubleshooting. The next thing I'm going to figure out is if I could watch the movie with my Bluetooth headphones. And oh, I haven't brother. quite I haven't quite gotten that figured out. So, <laughs> Melissa, I will re- be reporting back on the noise issues. Uh, but so far, so good. And then, so on a related note, because I've got this pack it in, pack it out uh, format that I will be introducing. I saw something in the LA Times about a business that is really making the best of whatever baseball season we end up with because their business is bringing ballpark food to you. So if you miss eating Dodger dogs at the stadium, there's a service in LA now called Home Plates and they're gonna deliver Dodger Stadium food to you at your home. So if you want a Dodger dog, if you want the garlic fries, if you want the carne asada helmet nachos, they will bring that right to you. And then maybe you can be watching your Dodger game and get the feeling of really being in the stadium. Now, I I don't know how that's going to work. I think it's worth a try. Good for you, home plates. So now I'm just wishing that there was a movie concession company that could do the same because wouldn't it be great if you could be in my backyard and they would deliver giant boxes of raisinets that would be sweet (laughs) i think you should get on it liz because uh, a lot of movie theaters aren't open so they've got a lot of extra raisinets and milk duds and that's exactly what i'm thinking julie exactly what i'm thinking so there you go so far so good i'm uh i'm enjoying it Okay. Okay. Well, sisters, at the start of the show, we said, I need some advice because I need, I need some advice about how to handle a sticky situation. As you know, I moved four years ago, uh, to my current empty nester pad. And you also know that when you move, you change all your addresses and everything like that. And the U S postal system forwards your mail to your new location for up to years. So you can change all the random mail that comes in. The new owners of our previous home are an older couple, and they have been extremely nice in the first couple of years of driving over to our new house with 
every piece of junk mail that arrived at our old house. I mean, that was really oh. nice. We, we have thanked them. They make a big effort. No piece of mail is too small. And so, you know, I was very happy and we've been very diligent about changing all of our dress, uh, addresses. But two years ago, I ordered a large back to, uh, backyard umbrella. And unfortunately, it went to my old address. So they received a giant umbrella. And that's when all the goodwill sort of burst. In fact, we got an email from them that they said it was beyond the pale. I don't even know what that means, but I know mm -hmm. it's, it's mm. not good. We retrieved our, our backyard umbrella. You know, we've tried to be, you know, to, you know, just check everything. But don't you know it? Uh, about uh, in the month of June, I ordered a new pair of tennis shoes from a website I don't use very often, and my tennis shoes went to their house. Oh, Julie. Mm. Okay. Ouch, oh, ouch. Oh. Mm. So what do I do, sisters? Do I just, like, lay low? I mean, they haven't returned them uh, back to the store. They haven't brought them over to my house. <laughs> I don't know what has happened to them? Should I just mm. move on, write a, a, an apology note to say that I'm sorry I disturbed you? What should I do? Oh, for goodness sakes, they need to grow up. I mean, come on. It's an... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think it's that much of an imposition just to, to, to text someone and say, hey, a package came by mistake? It happens all the time with ordering. The You forget to change the address. I, I don't think you have to feel this guilt-ridden about it. Really? I, I don't I, understand their issue. I mean, my goodness. Well, I mean, it's well, really, I mean, it's, it, is, it has been almost four years, Leanne. So you would think I would get it together about my addresses. But it was just, it just happened. Well, so. I don't think you had to feel guilty about it. Like, you're not imposing on them if twice in four years two packages have gone there. That's not, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, if you don't want to deal with it, just order another pair of tennis shoes and make sure it comes to your house. But I, I would relieve yourself of the guilt. I mean, it's really nothing. We, so don't write the apology. We've been in this house 22 years. We still get mail for the people that used to be here. You know, maybe really? not packages. I don't feel compelled to bring over every piece of junk mail. I mean, that was on them. I don't know. I just don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> I, I think you should write off the sneakers, never speak of it again, and just move on with your life. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, I think, I think that... I think they've decided they're not going to bring things to you anymore. And you just, I don't think you need to discuss that. I think they've made that clear. Yeah. So just move on with your life. Yeah. Okay. But don't All feel right. bad about it. it. How big of an imposition? It, nothing. It's not, not a big imposition. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. I just reject you. that. I reject that. I reject your guilt. Okay. Just okay. let it go. It's not, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Okay. Things happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, sisters, one quick thing I wanted to do a follow-up on. In last week's to-do list, I told you I was going to a Zoom wedding, that my friend Betsy was getting married in Washington, D.C., and, you know, summer 2020, obviously a lot of people couldn't go to the wedding, so she sent out a note to her friends that they were going to be live-streaming it. And, of course, I wanted to watch it. But I have to admit, I was a little skeptical because I was imagining like people in little boxes, you know, that it would look like a Zoom call. It's like, I don't know how this is going to work.
But I got to tell you, I was 100% wrong and it was 100% great because here's what's happened. Wedding videographers have now figured out how to do live streaming. So what they are doing, so their portal, it wasn't Zoom. Their portal was called Paperboys because Paperboys was the name of their wedding videographer. And you log in there. And then at the appointed time, you click through and the wedding is essentially streaming on YouTube, but just privately for the people that had the links. So not really out to the whole world of YouTube, but it meant that we could watch everything. The picture was really great, but then we could also comment on the side just among ourselves, those of us who were not there. So it was gorgeous and it was so emotional. I started crying. The moment Betsy walked out accompanied by her daughter, Ruby, you guys know both Betsy and Ruby. I mean, just like I, I got choked up. I was just sitting on a chair in my backyard, like <laughs> it's very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the backyard of her father's house. They had a hoppa there made of birch limbs that were beautiful. And her father spoke and I don't know her father. So that was lovely that, you know, people could hear that. And it was just such a amazing family moment or extended family moment in a way that I did not expect. So you could see how happy they were and how thrilled they were to be getting married. Um, but they could also, they could talk to the people that were there, but they could also address the people that were missing that couldn't make it in. So I just got to say there was something really uniquely special about this at this time. And it made the event feel even more joyful and even more necessary. Mm -hmm. So in the event that you're debating whether or not you would want to do this for a special family event you're doing, I just got to say, as the receiver of the video, I loved it. It was emotional and very, very memorable in the best possible way for a wedding. So that's my report. Go for it if you're thinking about it. Oh, all right, Liz, that's great to hear. I mean, it was such yeah. a good story anyway, Betsy's first marriage at, at yes. you know, it was She's my age. Was, yes. uh, yeah, I didn't want to say, <laughs> I, I stopped myself, but yes, I mean, it's unusual, uh, at, yes. at, you know, at, at that stage in your life, you might get married for the first time. So wonderful. Oh, that's great to hear. That's fantastic. Yeah. How many oh, people were zooming in? How many people were watching? Do you know? I think there were about a hundred people oh, who, nice. who were watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea how many people were actually there. I think it was like 10 because we never saw, you know, the people seated there. We just saw Betsy and, you know, her husband and the person who did the ceremony. It was sort of a Quaker Jewish ceremony, which was very lovely. And then her dad. And that, and that was mainly it. It was beautiful. Okay. Love unbelievably, my, yeah. unbelievably, my brother-in-law also had a Quaker Jewish ceremony. So it's oh, apparently really? not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it 100% worked for me. They crushed the glasses at the end, the whole deal. It was nice. Okay. Good. Good. You know, one last thing I wanted to mention, just, just such a beautiful detail. They were, when it came to the exchanging of the rings, you know, because they're both older, you know, in their sixties, they wanted to do something that was very, very personal and special to them. So they had rings made where Betsy's ring has David's fingerprint on it. David's ring has Betsy's fingerprint on it like cast in gold. Isn't that a beautiful idea? 
Yeah, no, just, name. Yeah, I just thought right. that keep that love was really alive. Good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's nice. And, anyway, there you go. It was. It was. I was really. I was choked up almost the entire time. So. <laughs> There you. That's it. Let's hear it for love. Fantastic. Yeah, you need, I think you love. need those moments. There's not a lot of celebrating going on right now. It's hard to figure out how to do that. So I'm glad that they figured out how to do that in a really meaningful way. It's important. Really meaningful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we have uh, Julie's Tuesday Trends, my advice hodgepodge. Um, but first, we'd like to thank a few sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? <laughs> she is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie is a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Harry Grant. And oh. you know what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. We're back. Uh, you know, lots of things in the world are upside down, but today is still Tuesday, and that means we're going to do some Tuesday trends. Okay. Yay! Liz, yeah. Liz and Leanne, have you noticed how many people are on the highways, byways lately? Okay. Have you noticed that? No. no. I, I haven't been I on the highways and byways, so no. So you don't know. Okay. Okay. No. I have. Me neither. Me neither. Okay. I'm staying home. Okay, you two are not helpful at all, but I will <laughs> tell you, that's why I am here with some actual facts. People may not be going to work, but they are driving. And according to the survey of vehicle miles traveled, travel is up 15% since it's low in April. I don't know where all these people are driving, but they're out there on the highways and the byways. So just so you know, if you do get back in your cars, pay attention because there are a lot of other people on the road. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I do drive. I, do, I did drive from California to Oregon, so I will cop to that. But now that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. And I got my electric bike. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then let's move on to the second trend because you're no helpful on the first, not helpful <laughs> on the first one. So, uh, this is a trend, you know, that I've been reporting on uh, for the last couple of months, things that I'm seeing since COVID-19. And I want to add hiking to the list. 
Okay, now this, in my incredibly unscientific yet accurate survey of cars parked at multiple (laughs) wilderness trailheads in Northwest Colorado, there are a lot of people in the woods. I am not kidding, sisters, okay? Um, I've been to, you know, we hike a lot when we're up here in Colorado. We go to the same places. We go to the same places at the same time each year. I would have to say there were five times as many cars at these trailheads where people begin their hikes or their backpacking trips. And I can say that if you're on the trail, bring your mask because you're going to need it in the wilderness. There, I mean... We took one trail. We went on the um, in the Zirkel Wilderness area. It I felt like we were at the Everest Base Camp. There were so many people coming up the trail with giant backpacks. Okay, I, so there are a lot of people out in the woods this summer. You do need to bring a mask because you're going to run into people. So you heard it here first on Satellite Sisters, Leon. I know that won't be an issue for you because you hate hiking. Okay, that's with, true. With, every fiber in your body you hate it okay but but liz you and i did some hiking okay. yes so we did. if, you, if yep. you venture into the woods there in oregon okay mm-hmm. you'll 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 see what i'm talking about i think a lot of people they just have decided this is one thing that they can do right now is hike which is I, true you know, yeah that's yeah. true you can understand it but so does it mean people are really jammed up at the trailheads that's a little risky all over the place. They're they're all up and down. Now I would say people are very polite, and people are either putting up, you know, putting on a mask or putting on their up a buff or a boof or whatever you want to call it as they pass. But there are a lot of people out in the out in the wilderness. Yeah, they're out okay. here. Okay. So okay. okay. <laughs> now my third and final trend is outdoor business meetings. Have you seen this? I saw one here in Steamboat. And I thought it was just a steamboat thing. But then I I read an article in the Wall Street Journal, and apparently this is how some businesses are coping now. They just want to have a face-to-face meeting. They don't want to do it inside. So they're organizing outdoor business meetings. Now, Liz, do you Mm -hmm. think an outdoor business meeting, are those like those college classes where you sat on the lawn and learned absolutely nothing? Or do you think it could be (laughs) a productive way to get people together because they're not together? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about those very non-productive college classes the moment you started to talk about that. But, But I will say last week, I held an outdoor business meeting where there are two people that I'm working on on the long-term project I'm on in the sports world. We had not seen each other since March. And now because all three of us, I'm, I'm up in Oregon and they live here, we did meet and we just sat on the grass outside for about two hours and we were pretty businesslike. You know, uh, luckily, nobody had any PowerPoint presentations they needed to share or there were there were no AV requirements for our meeting. But it was nice to just see each other's faces, not in a little Zoom box. But if it was any bigger than three people or if you were actually trying to like, I don't know, do a presentation and do anything more complicated than what we were doing, which is basically kind of catching up with where we were and what we want to do next. It worked for us, but I <laughs> I can't imagine it in a more corporate environment. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I, I can't imagine a lot of people outside together trying to 
conduct a meeting in the way that it would have been conducted indoors, that's not going to work. Well, I don't know, Leon. what do you think? Do you think there should be ground rules, masks, bring your own lawn chairs? Can you bring your own snacks? What about footwear, Leon? <laughs> I'm just stuck on the fact that Liz sat in the grass for two hours. That sounds so <laughs> uncomfortable. I think you're right. Next time I would bring a chair. That's a good yeah. point, Leon. Okay. Bring a chair. Yeah. Well, Julie, well, I would recommend that. Bring your own chair. Bring your own chair, pack, pack it in, pack it out, as you say. Yeah. Uh, Wall Street sure. Journal also recommends that you pick your spot carefully because of the noise from construction, lawn maintenance, and then you have the sun shade issue. Right. You know, some uh, people oh, don't yeah. want oh, to yeah. the sun, other people too cold in the shade. So it's a little tricky, but I do, just as you said, that's what the Wall Street Journal reported, that people want to see each other they want to be in the same space and if you can yeah. do that carefully with masks and social distancing seems okay to me okay mm -hmm. so have mm -hmm. your next meeting outside good luck <laughs> i will just uh, explain Lee, that the reason the reason we were on the grass instead of on like chairs and tables is because the chairs and tables were in the sun and we wanted to be in the shade so that's why we we're in the grass anyway yeah the sunshade thing is a major issue <laughs> Okay, you heard it here first. Yeah. Okay. I know that's it. Really, that's that is excellent thought. career advice, Liz. Thank you. <laughs> Just this is all so bad and weird. All right. Uh, it's time for advice hodgepodge, and here's how this was inspired. You know, when I was going through all the blog posts from our previous website, which I appeared to have really messed up, but whatever, we're going to find those old blog posts. I promise. Um, I came across one that we wrote in 2013, where we very helpfully gave a young Taylor Swift some advice. And we told her after the wild success of like her first album, we said, Taylor, you should go to college right now. You should, uh, we called it pulling a Natalie Portman and go to school and just get out of the limelight and get yourself some maturity and some life experiences and then come back. So how'd that work out for Taylor? I think she's, <laughs> I think she's doing okay, Liam. I think she's doing okay. I mean, I tell you, I listened to that Folklore album all week. I loved it. It's fantastic. Her new album gave me a lot of hope uh, this weekend. So thank you, Taylor. I'm completely glad that you didn't listen to us and take our really terrible advice. So thank you for becoming a very fine songwriter, singer, and advocate for uh, artists' rights and for women. Thank you. You managed yeah. to do that without pulling a, a portman. So well, well done, Taylor. Um, so I thought I'd hand out some more advice to people on the Good, Facebook Leah. page. Okay. Yeah. So Terry wanted uh, some advice for her first day of retirement. She said after 22 years with, and then she puts it in quotes, the phone company here in California, she's retiring. It wasn't her choice, choice, but she's blessed to retire. So what's the first thing I should do? Well, Terry, I've got to say I would sign up for a dance class. That's what oh. I do, Terry. Go for it, Terry. Now, I don't care. Start with ballroom, go with tap, maybe modern, jazz, whatever you want to do. There's so many great dance classes, even on Zoom these days. You can take them from the best teachers all over the world. Start with Debbie Allen's Instagram account. She's teaching like five classes a week on Instagram. Debbie Allen. So there you go, Terry. Take up dance. That's what I would say. And then I have some advice for Emily. Emily had 11 ounces of baby spinach, and she wanted to know what to do with it. And you know what? <laughs> 
I love you got that? that. That was a real question. Yeah. What to do with 11 ounces? 11 of ounces. Okay. And so, which, you know, spinach, once you cook it, it, that's, not, that's like a pea size helping 11 ounces. Yes. But Emily came to the satellite sisterhood for advice. <laughs> so Emily, here's my advice. Sauteed spinach, Emily, saute it up because, uh, for the last year since my colon operation and probably for the rest of my life, I'm eating about six pounds of sauteed spinach a week now, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I mean, because that's a very good green vegetable for me when other stuff may be too much. So I'm sauteing spinach morning, noon, and night. Seriously. And it's delicious. I have a newfound love for sauteed spinach. You just need a little olive oil, some salt and pepper, maybe a squeeze of lemon, maybe not. It's absolutely a little good. garlic. I like a little yeah, garlic. Little garlic, if that's... You know, in, especially in the evening when you're eating it with your salmon. There you go. Saute it up, Emily. That's my advice to you. Very uh, solid advice, Liam. That is very, That is much better than your advice to Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's, I'm, it's on, I'm not equivocating on this advice, Liz. I'm not equivocating. That's it. To take a dance class and saute the spinach. Uh, so, um, so, but here was some legit advice from, well, from Prevention Magazine. So you can decide if that's a legit source. I think it is. Uh, and it caught my mind because I know we're always thinking here, the Dolan family, because our dad had Alzheimer's. Please don't let me get Alzheimer's. Please don't let me get Alzheimer's. That's pretty. Every so, day. Every day. Uh, if you're wondering why is there a blueberry shortage, it's us. We're eating them. So five natural ways to improve your memory, according to experts. I thought, well, this will be interesting. Let's take a look. And the first piece of advice I thought was really good advice. And the number one natural way to improve your memory, one, try to remember before Googling. Whoa. Oh, oh. I've wow. never heard, I've never heard that advice before, but that makes sense. A sort of use it or lose it uh, scenario there, right? Liz, that is exactly how Dr. Sarah Mednick, uh, a professor of cognitive science at the University of California, Irvine, described it. The brain is a use it or lose it machine. So when Ooh. we learn new things and we recall them later, we activate that hippocampus, Liz, and the prefrontal cortex area, and that's the part of the brain that's intimately involved with memory. But when we rely on external sources, like our phones or the internet to remember for us, those regions of the brain can weaken. Mm. So mm. think about that. You're trying to okay. figure out the name of an actor, or you're trying to remember, like, what was the name of the play I saw last week, or somebody's... <laughs> how about your... How about your husband's phone number? I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I feel that How way even about the, map, the mapping apps now, Leanne. <laughs> so I always, I mean, no matter where I'm going, I sort of look it up on the map app on my phone instead of just finding my way there, which is what I would have done in the old days. So right. I think that applies too. Yeah. How long do you have to wait before you can Google? I don't know. Because <laughs> sometimes... The answer comes to me, but it's like a, it's like two days later. Like, oh, that was the character that Olivia de Havilland played in Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what the professor says, Julie. It's not all about living in automatic mode. The more you think things through or try novel approaches, the more you engage your brain to keep it healthier longer. So I don't think two days to come up with Melanie is a terrible way to spend engaging your brain. <laughs> Uh huh. And 
I'll just go through quickly the other natural ways. Two, take a nap. You know, sleep is important. Get exercise every day. Uh, don't multitask so much. Mm-hmm. So oh. that the brain is not designed to focus on several tasks at once. As a result, the brain feels really stressed when we multitask. We make errors, and that has the ultimate effect of making us less efficient. So it's actually like better and harder for us to concentrate on single things at a time. So that's important. Okay. We're okay. all multitaskers. And then five is eat for your brain. And as I think we've mentioned, blueberries, 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 berries and beets, turmeric, your old friend, turmeric, and uh, watch your blood sugar levels. So uh, there's a link to this in the show notes. It was actually a really good article, but I thought like people should try to remember things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. What were we talking about? Okay. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, all right. Now I need to, um, this is the time where I need to wrap up season 15 of cooking with Liz and uh, set a goal for season 16. So as you mentioned at the top of the show, Leanne, this, uh, this season, season 15 was pesto pesto. I did Ina Garten's pesto and uh, I thought it was delicious and successful, but I would observe that making pesto, you take a huge amount of stuff and end up with a tiny amount of actual pesto. Yeah. So yeah. I think, so the first time I just didn't make enough in my test batch. So Ina said, make four cups. I thought that seems crazy. But then th- th- once I went through it, I realized more would be better. And then the second really hard part is either getting it out of the blender or out of the Ziploc bag. If you put it in a Ziploc bag, somebody should figure out, I don't know, is there a funnel? I was using a scraper, but it feels like you don't end up with a lot and then you lose even more in the nooks and crannies of your blender or Ziploc bag. But so I enjoyed making it. Now, remember the goal here is for me to learn things that could be just sort of fundamentals, staples that I would make a lot. I definitely feel that way about pesto. So, so that's good. And I want to give special thanks to listener Marianne, because Marianne in the Facebook group, she supplied the simple and delicious uh, pasta recipe that I made that I now just call Marianne's Peppy Pesto Pasta. So that went great. There was only one small snafu. I was trying to actually make that on my gas grill outside. And I ran out of gas. Julie, you probably saw that. Oh, yes. no. Yeah, well, that happens, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you just carried on. That's what I like about you. You have no gas. It's not cooking. But you're just slightly, <laughs> you, you mixed up that pesto. And that looked like a very nice recipe, you know, with the red peppers, mm-hmm. a little little heat to the pasta. Uh, the a little pasta. heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I'd, that looked good. And Julie, you did ask about my golf announcer voice. Yes. Why were you talking <laughs> in such a low voice, Liz? It's because when I start, it's noon in my backyard and right before I started, my neighbors on the other side of the fence, the one with the dog named Coltrane, yes. they, they came out in their yard and all of a sudden I could hear them there. And I was talking about how Coltrane had been barking at Hooper. So I didn't, I, I don't know what they think is going on over in my yard anyway, between the cooking, the cooking with Liz and the outdoor movie theater. I really don't want to inflame them in any way. So I lowered my voice a little bit while they were outside. Luckily, they didn't stay outside for long. But that, that was the explanation for the golf announcer voice, just very briefly there. Okay, so, that's good to know. Yeah, 
I figured okay. it was a neighbor issue. Yeah. 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 But you know, my motto on cooking with Liz is peace and sauce, peace and sauce. And there are, you know, there's some sauces that I've never made. And so, and you know that I love Chrissy Teigen. I've mentioned Chrissy before. Uh, I love her, even though she stole my boyfriend, uh, John Legend, I still am wildly entertained by Chrissy Teigen. So this week for season 16, I am making Chrissy's beef skewers with tahini sauce that's from her food site, Cravings. So, you know, just a little like shish kebab with tahini sauce. Doesn't that sound good? I think that yeah. sounds like a summer. It sounds food. right up your alley, Liz. You know, it yeah. sounds, uh, just get some gas for that, uh, for that yes. grill of yours. Yeah, it should be okay. <laughs> yep. And Chrissy says, John and I love grilling in the summer. Meats, veggies, fruits, you name it. Everything just tastes better. We usually just throw it all onto a skewer for my version of a shish kebab. So thanks for throwing John in my face again, Chrissy. But okay. <laughs> That's what I'm making. And I will post the recipe. It'll be in the show notes, but I'll also put it in the Facebook group. Fantastic, Liz. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we have some Olympic recommendations, and then we're going to tell you what's happening in August on Satellite Sisters. But first, we'd like to thank a couple of sponsors. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right, what we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High-quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always, and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, Leanne, what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and ButcherBox is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high-quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken, I've got the salmon, I've got the scallops, or I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, ButcherBox is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right, butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right, sisters, this is exciting. In August, well, August is coming up. That's exciting. And we are, <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but we are taking a little bit of a production break, but usually in August, we just walk away. We just say, have a great August, see you in September. But not this year. 
we decided sometime in the fall of 2019, it would be great to do shows year round. So we're doing shows year round this time, but we are putting together a best of satellite sisters for you. So every show will be different. Every show will be themed. There's some new material, but there's some faves, some classic satellite sisters, uh, Mm -hmm. storytelling and segments. So if you're an old listener or old, is that the right word? A long time listener. That's what we want to say. You might recognize some of these segments. If you're a newer satellite sisters listener, it's a chance for you to catch up on some of our oldies, but goodies. So here's, here's the list of the month. Okay. First of all, next week's show is our Olympics special. Liz, you worked on this one. What's up in the Olympics special? Yeah. Well, we're going to have the first half is going to be, um, Edits, uh, you know, Leah and I, remember we went to Rio? That's where we were yeah. four years ago for <laughs> the Summer Olympics. So this is the report that Leah and I did when we came back to, from Rio. So it's telling you, Julie, all yes. about our trip. We had a fantastic time, both sports-wise and culturally. Being in Brazil was great. So this is the highlights of our trip to Rio, Leah. And I think I enjoyed listening to it again. I'd listened to it again like three times to get the editing right. <laughs> and uh, I could uh, I could listen to the whole thing again. It's very entertaining. Good. And then we paired that next week. I'm speaking on the show to Elise Hooper. She has a great new book out that's on our best beach bag book list called Fast Girls. It's about the first female Olympic sprinters. So I have a fresh brand new um, interview with her about how she dug up these women, these great sort of forgotten heroes from the 1928 and 1936 Olympics in Berlin and what happened to these women and the stories of their athletic career and their personal career. It's a wonderful book and I'm really think you'll enjoy the conversation with Elise. She's a huge Olympics fan as well. So we talk about a lot of Olympic stuff too. So that's the first show up. The next show up, we just called fun and food and then people <laughs> pitched ideas. So uh, I dug up some, Julie, remember 2014? Uh, when, Bare, when well, we, barely, let me, let me go back to Google and I'll see if I can remember. <laughs> yeah, well, we I do to, remember to, uh, 2014. Yes. Yeah. And we used to do the Tuesday show. That was just you and me where our motto was going deep on shallow topics. And um, so on that Tuesday show was a treasure trove of material. But we were pretty obsessed with Whole Foods in 2014. So I have a couple of good Whole Foods segments. Liz, you picked out a classic, one of our classic Satellite Sister stories. Yeah. Well, you know, Leon, you telling the story of getting a root canal and deciding while you're still in the chair freaking out that you needed to, number one, immediately go get some frozen yogurt, and number two, immediately buy some new blue jeans. That is side-splittingly funny to this day. So when I think of fun and food, I think of Liam's root canal. <laughs> And then we have some other tidbits in that show. And then for the next two shows, we're really traveling the world. When we looked at a lot of the fun segments we had done, um, it was these trip taking. So we have one that is all South America, where we take you to Julie's trip to Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. our trip to the Galapagos, and Liz and Julia, Julie going to Patagonia. I mean, that's a pretty good lineup. And then you're we have- You're going to feel like you're on vacation. When you're listening to this one, this is the vacation you can't take this summer. So we hope we inspire you. 
And then uh, our last one is Europe and Australia. So I'm going to do, we're going to relive my trip to Rome and Paris that I took with my college age sons. And then Julian Liz went to the Australia Open. So, and the Great Barrier Reef. So we have that. So that is all coming up in August and there will be some fresh material woven into all of that. So we want to encourage people to listen and to catch up on all the shows you might have missed this summer. And so we'll be cranking out shows for you all of August. And then I guess technically we're back um, the first week in September. So uh, which we had tried to take off, but (laughs) apparently Wondry sold all the ads. So we'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good news, too. Yeah, that's that's good news. We miss everyone. We we miss each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 Coming back for all the right reasons. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that'll be super exciting. And one thing I noticed re-listening, especially to all the travel material, is how many times we say to each other, "We had no idea this is what the Galapagos (laughs) would be like." (laughs) We had no idea this is how big the Great Bear, the Great Barrier Reef, is really big. We had no idea. So, you know, our, our sense of wonder and surprise about the world uh, really kind or of lack made me of laugh. preparation. One of, one of yes. the tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Speaking of the Olympics, I did want to give a special shout out to satellite sister Becky. Becky lives in Tokyo, and this week she has been posting updates in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group about what's happening in Tokyo right now, even though the Olympics are not happening. So Satellite Sister Becky told us that, did you know they're doing fireworks in Tokyo every night? I guess they already bought the fireworks. They were, they were all ready to, to fire them off every night during the Olympics. So there she is, living in Tokyo, seeing the fireworks every night. So Becky, we just love knowing that. I, thank you so much. And uh, anything else you want to tell us that we are missing in Tokyo, uh, we are happy to hear about that. So then I wanted to do some, just a list of some of my favorite Olympic movies, because there are a lot of Olympic themed movies, both documentaries and uh, scripted movies. So the first one I want to mention is the most serious, and it's a documentary that NBC Sports did two years ago called 1968, because it was the 50th anniversary of the Mexico City Olympics. So this was really sports in the context of that explosive year. And there are there are so many parallels um, between the Black Power movement of 68 and the Black Lives Matter movement right now, and so many things that will feel familiar to you as just political happenings. I highly, highly recommend it. It is document, it is narrated by Serena Williams, who does a fantastic job. And it's available on YouTube. Um, so the so you can just watch it for free. And uh, so it's a lot of information. Remember, it was the demonstration on the podium by Tommy Smith and John Carlos uh, when they raised their fists. And so there's a lot of information about how the black athletes were banding together to make a stand against a system that was not supporting them. And one thing I didn't even remember is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who back then was still called, still called himself Lou Alcindor, he boycotted the Olympics. He did not join our Olympic team because of this. He wanted to make the statements about black athletes not getting enough support. So he talks a lot about the link between sports and human rights. So really interesting. Also, 68 Sisters was the first time a woman ever lit the Olympic cauldron. Ah. She was a Mexican. Yeah, I didn't remember that. 
And like, I'm old enough to remember watching the 68 Olympics. So Enriqueto Basilio, she's a 20 year old sprinter. She lit the cauldron. First time ever a woman did that. And then there's an amazing story. There's a lot of Prague Spring kind of news in 68, obviously. So there's an amazing story about a Czechoslovak gymnast, Vera Szaslatska, and her own demonstration on the podium against the Soviet flag. So, so many things you don't remember. So I totally, totally recommend that. As I say, free on YouTube. Watch that if you're in a mood for historical context. But then on the lighter side, so here are a few other my favorite uh, Olympic themed movies. Uh, okay, you gotta go with Blades of Glory. So this is, I think, I think there's always a lot of comedy in figure skating, don't you think, mm -hmm. sisters? Yes. So that's Will, Will Ferrell, hilarious, in Blades of Glory. Um, on the serious side in figure skating, I, Tanya, which you probably saw recently, but that's really good. So I recommend both of those. Then for your ultimate feel-good movie, Miracle, is the movie about the miracle on ice, right? And you think, how could a movie about something that we all saw and remember and know the ending of actually be good? But <laughs> it's, it's actually good. You know, okay, so it's not a surprise. We win. Okay, spoiler. But Don't it's, tell me uh, that. <laughs> but it's Kurt Russell has Herb Brooks. Anyway, it's just, it's a feel-good miracle of a movie. So I'd say watch that. And then one more winter sport. People forget the awesomeness that is Downhill Racer starring Robert Redford. Ooh, I, oh, Liz, that, that yeah. was a good one. Yes. That was a good movie. And that I might add that to my outdoor movie schedule um, uh, for the summer. And then the best summer Olympics movie, because a lot of these I mentioned were winter Olympics. I don't know. I think you just got to go with Chariots of Fire. If you can still hum the theme to a movie that you saw many, many years ago, I think obviously it left something with you. So Chariots of Fire, haven't seen that in quite a long time. So those are some of my top picks, but I think everybody has their own favorite Olympic movies. Excellent okay, list, Liz. Liz. Good job. That's very good. I'm a, it almost feels like you're at the Olympics. Well, if you're not going to be in Liz's backyard, and if you're going to be in your own house watching TV, can I recommend Hulu's British Bingecation that is going on this week? That's right. Five nights this week, uh, Hulu is premiering five different British uh, television, television series. Now, Monday Night Liz, my boyfriend, Jamie Oliver, was on. He has a new show called Keeping Cook Keep Cooking and Carry On. And this is one of his uh, food shows, but it's all set during the pan pandemic and that you just have to use the food that you have on hand. So I thought you would like this because there's a lots of eyeballing going on. There's <laughs> lots of improvising going on. And you get Jamie Oliver, who's absolutely ador adorable, and I like him. Leon, later this week, I have two recommendations for you. Max with three X's, that's right. And it's about um, a boy band star. Now he's older and he's trying to make a comeback. So I think oh, that wow. sounds pretty interesting. There's another one called Ladhood that will be on on Thursday night. That looks great. Two others, In My Skin and Brassic. Um, so it's all happening. So if you were thinking about a trip to England, but we know you can't get there this summer, go to Hulu because they're having a British binge-cation. So that sounds great. How about that? Yeah, right? Thank you, Julie. Hey. I like that. Now, 
I had an interesting conversation uh, on a uh, texting conversation with Leon this week. You know, we uh, Leon puts together our best beach bag books list every year. You can go to our website, look under the blog. It's right there for our list for 2020. Uh, granddaughter Alice here in Steamboat, she's 13 years old. She has to read yet another book for summer reading. And um, we were looking at books that I had here in the house, you know, just things that she could read. And one of the books we have is one of the best beach bag books selection for this year, Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. And I read the book Jack cover and I read what Leon had um, had written about it. And so I was kind of thinking this was kind of Harry Potter-ish, you know, because it's a story of a like this special school where special things happen. But I just texted Leanne to make sure that this would be age appropriate for a 13-year-old. And what did you write to me, Sister Leanne? No, capital N-O. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, the book is by a young Black author, and this is her first novel. And it is a completely dystopian look at your first year of college. So Julie's like, Are, is there any sex and drugs? I was like, it's all sex and drugs. That is literally <laughs> what the book is about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. So, so no. that, and that was not. So guess what book Alice has selected with my guidance? She is going to read Satellite Sisters Uncommon Senses, which is our first book. Okay? I said, Liz, it's time. And, and, and guess what? There's no sex, there's no drugs, and there's no nudity in it. So it's perfect. And she's going to learn about her aunties. How about that? Nice. Nice. Always a safe recommendation, the Satellite Sisters. Yeah, good work. Good work. Well, it thank is a you. Tough age. Yes. It's a tough age. 13, you're trying to transition to maybe some more grown-up themes, but um you know, there there is a lot of landmines out there. So, uh and yeah, you really only have like a year or two left to control it. And then then all bets are off. But um but I'm glad you found something very very clean. Very clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a good time to mention that the Sweeney Sisters, my new novel is out. I am doing one more book club in July, uh, this Wednesday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's at Crowdcast. You can find all the information at my page, leandolan.com. Look under book clubs and you can sign up. I have quite a few people signed up for this Wednesday night, so I'm looking forward to it. And then I'm taking August off, but, um, their Crowdcast book clubs are coming back in September. And I see that I already have a bunch of people signed up for the September dates. So if you're in a book club and you are, you know, picking a book for the fall, a lot of book clubs pick books in July that they're going to read in August and talk about in September. I will be firing up the book club machine again in September. So if you don't see a date that works for you, you can use the contact form uh, at leandolan.com to contact me and we can set up a book club. I'm happy to do that via Zoom. Um, but many thanks to everyone who's posted really fun photos and videos of taking the Sweeney sisters on vacation with them. The book has been to some really great places, uh, to the mountains, to the rivers, to the beach, to the lakes. I appreciate it. Those are really fun things to see. And I am happy, happy, happy that people are finally getting, um, the book plates. So thanks for your patience on that. That was a a pandemic challenge of the highest order, but I'm happy that people are finally getting it. It's fun to see where you're placing them. So thanks so much for your patience on that. Um, all right. Exciting. I can report in that even since the beginning of 
doing this uh, doing this podcast that we have 81 new signups on the pep talk newsletter sign up. Wow, <laughs> I like that. I think it's real time information. It's a Tuesday trend. It's a Tuesday yeah. trend. <laughs> All right. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez, our engineer. Thank you, Sergio, for always making us sound the best that we can sound, even though we're working remotely. We are we are going to be, you know, slowing down a little bit in August. So, Liz, what's on the to-do list here? Okay, so normally the to-do list is what we're doing. Instead, today we're giving all of you a to-do list. You need to go sign up for the newsletter. I think everybody's going to enjoy getting a weekly pep talk starting in August. So that's your to-do for this week, or really any week whenever you're listening to this. Uh, if you just go, that there are places all over where you can sign up. You can start by just going to our website, so sisters.com all right sisters have a great august okay <laughs> you, you too Leanne. and don't forget call your satellite sisters